Hell of Lydgate's in Holland Park before, of course. It's one of those high-end butchers that food obsessives dribble into their computer keyboards over when describing their shopping adventures. It's the kind of place you visit with more money than sense. Lydgate's has been trading for 150 years, has remained in the same family throughout that time, and has won countless awards for what in cheaper parts of town would be called their ready meals, but here are called baked goods. The window is full of their ready-to-cook shepherd's pies, the surface of the mash as carefully raked as the gravel outside a stately home. There are boeuf bourguignon pies and pesto-smeared saddles of lamb, and their own enormous sausage rolls wrapped in the flakiest of butter-rich pastry. The shop is tiled inside and out in Edwardian shades of jade green. The butchers wear straw boaters as if it's an entirely reasonable thing to do. It isn't. I stepped inside and waited in the narrow space in front of the counters with the Holland Park yummy mummies smelling of Joe Malone products, jasmine and mint, wild fig, while others were served. I was not entirely sure what I was going to do. I like butcher shops, worked in one of them at weekends as a kid. I like the promise of all that meat, like to think about what it could become. I like to think about what pleasure it could give me. I particularly like high-end butcher shops, as if the pleasure I can achieve can in some way be correlated on a graph against the cost of the produce on offer. I like all this, while also knowing it's wrong and deluded, that the quality of the meal will actually depend on my ability to cook those ingredients sympathetically. I listened to a butcher weigh off a piece of beef and quote the price. My eyes widened. I've spent big money on my dinner before, paid unconscionable sums for bits of dead animal, but this was in a new category. Then my gaze fell upon a small chicken, slapped with the label Organic Free Range from Otter Farm, yours for £12 a kilo. Later, I would check the going rate for whole fresh chicken in the supermarkets that week, from £2.04 a kilo to as much as £6 a kilo for a free-range organic bird. But even without checking, I knew that this wasn't just expensive, that this chicken laughed in the face of expensive. It had migrated to a new and unique category located somewhere between nosebleeding and paralyzing. In its favor, these were small birds of little more than a kilo, and so individually, a whole chicken was likely to come in at less than twenty pounds. I had paid eighteen pounds for a bird once before, a free-range organic number from Borough Market in South London, a place so expensive I never went there carrying plastic, only cash, so as to put a limit on what I could spend. This would, in turn, enable me to carry on buying shoes for my children. Buying the £18 chicken had made me feel dirty and wrong, albeit in a good way, but the point is that these Lydgate's birds were within my tolerances for excess. That's when I saw it. On a glass shelf, creamy coloured arse to the shop, as though its skin tones had been picked out of a farrow and ball catalogue. This free-range, non-organic chicken was big. Very big. I asked the butcher to put it on the scales. It weighed just over 3.2 kilograms, at £9.90 a kilo. That will be £31.78, he said, his straw boater rested at a jaunty angle. I let out a hiss of breath, like the air leaking from a punctured bicycle tyre. Did I want it? the nice chap asked me. Did I want it? Yes. Yes, I did want it. Who wouldn't? A chicken costing more than £31. What would that be like? Surely it had to be the ultimate chicken, the king, or more precisely, the queen of birds. Surely if I'd paid, I did the sums quickly, over 75% more for a chicken than I had ever paid before, I would accrue an equivalent amount more pleasure from the experience than I'd ever had before. At the very least, wasn't it my responsibility to find out? Wasn't that what I did these days? As I left the shop, 
I noticed a sign in the window, signed by David Lydgate, the current family member to be custodian of the business, to the effect that all their chickens were bred and supplied by small farms. Quote, we pay our farmers a fair price. It felt like he was getting his apology in first. Before leaving, I asked the butcher where this particular chicken had come from. It's an Elmwood chicken, I think, he said. Back home, I googled the words Elmwood and chicken. It turned out to be an odd thing to have said. Elmwood isn't really a place, or at least it isn't a place anymore. It's an idea. While there is an Elmwood farm somewhere in East Anglia, today the word is a registered marketing label used by the co-op, and only the co-op, to describe a higher quality, more expensive bird than the bog-standard, fast-grown, cheap chickens they sell. The higher welfare standards started at the original Elmwood Farm have now been pressed into service at farms across Britain. The label is now applied to all birds grown under those standards. This is a familiar ploy by the big food retailers. Marks and Spencer has its oakum chicken, which some might assume comes from the environs of the town in Rutland of the same name. It doesn't. It's just a brand name for chickens grown at farms all over the country, none of which...